For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Occasionally, the USS Wet Floater encounters mysteries even deeper than it can explore. In cases such as these, a crack team of experts board our submersible and plumb the deepest depths of submarine pop culture. This is Mackie's Second Floor Studio Presents... Submersion, a submersible pod. Episode 79. Woo! There we go. Someone else has got to come in for it. And uh, yeah, it's a very special episode because once again, our um, beloved El Capitan, not around. Thank God he had that little interview uh, to release because otherwise all our fans, his loyal fans, We'll be missing the sultry tones, the dulcet tones of Kyle. Um, so instead, this week, in celebration of a major motion picture release, uh, we are doing a submersible pod with the submersible crew. Who's yeah, all there? Yeah, new super team, guys. Yeah, there's Brom. Ready to do it. And who else is there? Uh, cheerios, mateys. That's me. There we from, go. From jolly old England, Patrick. Patrick the Brain, yeah. I'm taking Jamie's name. <laughs> I was actually going to say, no, I was not even joking. I was going to say, you cannot be the brain. I actually like it with the submersible pods because you you primarily appear in the submersible pods. You're the scientist who's on the submersible mm, pod. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, a Baldwin over here, aren't I? Yeah, you're the Baldwin. <laughs> you're just basically like, I, I love the environment. I don't <laughs> love war. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. And Every, we like, push, everyone, push you back in the Merv. Everyone does say Stephen Baldwin's the most attractive Baldwin, correct? I believe that's the case, yes. Excellent. Steven, Alec, Adam, and then Patrick, I guess. Adam? You mean Adam, the non-Baldwin? Okay. The non-Baldwin, yes. As we've been over <laughs> this, it's a running gag. <laughs> okay. Got it. All righty. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about for the submersible pod? Or we just, you know, these things can go a little quickly. They're usually short episodes. Short, not short episodes, I should say. Short episodes that we watch. The episode well, itself ends up being very long. I'm going to mention that <laughs> Ra- Rambo 5 is coming out this week. Um, it's right. not getting good reviews. So that's that's a very good Thank sign God. for badmovietwins.com. That's badmovietwins.com. And yes. so we might have like five movies to watch as well. That's going to be great. Yes. We are very excited. And that is why, what did we watch this week, Patrick? I believe it's uh, it's called Rambo. Wait, what's dun, the name of the actual? Dun, 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 That's Iron. What's, <laughs> what's the name of the actual show? It's called Rambo, The Force of Freedom. The Force of Freedom. Thank you. And the episode right. is, I believe, episode Fire 19. Fire in the sky. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fire in the Sky. A uh, perfectly apt title for this show, given that it's obviously about a fire in the sky. Right, guys? Yes. Uh, you're, yeah, now that I think about that, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It does not. We'll get back to that at the end of the episode. We can all <laughs> figure out and make an explanation for why this may have been called Fire in the Sky. Because, as you'll see, I don't know why. No one does. Hmm. Science huh. maintain. 
We may never know. <laughs> we may never know. All right. Um, should we just get into it, or do we need to talk about anything else about the Rambo animated series? Patrick, you you watched the first of the series, right? Well, how much are you going to talk about um, as far as like fun facts about the production at all at the end? Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I have too much of fun facts about the production itself, other than the, con- the the bit of controversy that came along with it. Okay, so the, what it was produced by uh, a company called Ruby Spears. So, oh, wow. so Ruby Spears, um, the, there's a two people's names, Ruby and Spears, and they were oh. a part of Hanna-Barbera. And then uh, one of the big companies, ABC or CBS or something, basically came to them and they were concerned that Hanna-Barbera was going to be stretched too thin because they were basically producing all of the Saturday morning cartoon slate in the late 70s. So they convinced them to spin off their own company called Ruby Spears. And this is one of the many... Um, thing. So the Ruby and Spears actually created Scooby-Doo and mm. they're the, they, they did a lot of Hanna-Barbera. They co-produced a lot with Hanna-Barbera afterward, huh. but they also did their own stuff. I believe this is their own. They did all of Rambo, I believe. Wow. That's very topical. Like you should have a nickname like the ointment or something <laughs> the ointment. like that. <laughs> yeah, you should. Maybe you should have that one. <laughs> Anyways, I, I did watch the, uh, the, the premiere. So basically the, the uh, entire series started as a mini series. So they, they were given like five episodes. To, to talk about like this one one kind of episode arc which was about uh warhawk which is the bad guy in the one we watched as well fire in the sky and he was trying to take over a small island called island called like tierra novella or something and tierra libre i think or something because yes, they, they it, it comes up later in the series as well yes so tierra libre and then so they bring in rambo because the u.s government can't get involved and so rambo goes in to basically like stop a war and so they got a five-episode arc, and they got a full season slate after that. And then, basically, I assume no one watched it, so they cancel it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, the first season, the, the one season they got is 50 episodes. But, yes, that's uh, right. They did it, like, daily or something. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's, it's amazing for us, because they actually have four different episodes that feature submarines, if not more. My guess is there's my, actually more. But God. these are four. there's four that specifically in the synopsis mention, mention submarines. Um, this is the first of those four and I think so, I believe, so every week for a month we're doing Rambo. Is that, is that correct? Uh, I was actually, I did think about the idea of doing a full <laughs> month <laughs> of just Rambo episodes, but uh, some of the ones, some of the ones just sound like it's just like a peripheral one. Mm-hmm. Although the second episode, I almost pushed for that to be the one we did because it's about like um, animal human hybrid super soldiers. Awesome. And I was like, I'm into that. I'm yes. really into that one. I can say Ruby uh, Spears seems to be very into ninjas. And yeah. also, weirdly, celebrity crossover since they also made a Mr. T and a Chuck Norris cartoon series. Uh, so. Chuck Norris one also definitely has a submarine episode. So we we'll, can we will get one. to that at the end. Don't spoil. Don't spoil my <laughs> <Okay>. game. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into this. This has a bumpin' theme song, um, and by bumpin', wait. I mean <clears throat> wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna get, do an impression of the uh, theme song, Rambo. <laughs> that was basically the theme song, right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. And he they explain how Rambo from the caverns of the city to the caverns of a ski chalet or something. Yeah. I don't know. He's saving the world in America and blah 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 and General Troutman is like get me Rambo. And he also works with Cat and we see Cat, a master of disguise, and Turbo, who's also a race car driver, which is Infinitely amusing, given what we see in this episode of the TV series. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they are useless. <laughs> they don't. They don't do jack shit. Even yeah. when they have opportunities where it's obvious they should be doing something, Rambo's like, "Get out of my way!" And <laughs> off he goes to do whatever bullshit he wants to do. Yeah. So in, in um, the premiere, Cat 
starts in a disguise. She works with Troutman. She's a CIA operative or something. And she just takes it off, and then she never dresses up again for the entire episode. So I, I yeah. watched two episodes, and she managed to do one disguise. And it wasn't, and it was I, for like five seconds. It was insane. It's actually a little insulting. I, it seems almost like her main function is more as a pseudo love interest for Rambo and I believe, nothing more. I believe this is the case. By the way, my favorite part of the entire like intro was that the voiceover guy, Rambo, also does the voice when he goes, get me Rambo. Get me Rambo. Yeah. Um, all right. So after that thrilling theme song, uh, we jump straight into Rambo chilling on old Ironsides. <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts, Boston Harbor. Well, I should say Charlestown more accurately, but uh, he's chilling on uh, Old Ironsides, USS Constitution, watching the christening of a new submarine. And it's the class that everyone knows and loves, <laughs> the USS uh, Typhoon, which well, was we it come a typhoon to learn. Class? A typhoon is a class of a, of a Soviet submarine. Yes, I believe this is supposed to be a a very direct challenge to the the typhoon class stating that the Which, u.s has has one that is also a 25 ton because there's right. i believe the typhoon is the only class ever that's been greater than 25 ton as far as and that's yeah that, that's kind of the point i actually yeah. i was gonna i'm gonna do a a, a pseudo subs worldwide <laughs> nice. later to give you all the facts about the uss typhoon that we are provided with um but at first we are told like turbo is just like that's one fine machine i wouldn't mind cruising around in that submarine a little bit and everyone's like great turbo who are you and uh he's otherwise useless uh and literally uh the the, captain comes up and rambo's like distracted he's kind of just like walking watching over the side and the the, the, the the honorary oh yeah he's 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 ogling some some blonde in the audience the bad guy he's he's spying the, the bad guy being like she's acting suspicious right by Walking around, walking around. Right? Maybe he's just a sure. weirdo and he ogles ladies. I don't know. I think he's a misogynist. He's like, what would a lady be doing here? <laughs> um, and he has no business here. Uh, and then they get the honorary captain of the U.S. Constitution. Captain Barker shows up. And Rambo, super busy. He doesn't really notice him. And they're like, Rambo, are you are you awake? <laughs> and he's like, uh, sorry, General. Hey. And he's like... What do you think of old Ironsides? What do you think of my boat here? And he's like, I dreamed of it as a ch- as a child, child. Oh, fighting Barbary pirates. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? It's so <laughs> weird. Given given who Rambo is in the first movie, which full disclosure is the only Rambo film I've actually seen, mm-hmm. uh, he is a uh, soldier from Vietnam who has PTSD and seemingly and basically is like shit on by normal folk because they like blame him for the war or whatever. And he kind of like lashes out due to due to that. He's like unfairly discriminated against and all that. But it seems so strange that now it's like, oh boy, war, right? It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. It seems Anyways, a little antithetical to yeah. what was going on. At the same time, there's this super secret plan by the Russians? Question mark slash Warhawk, an American, possibly, is to just parachute down to to basically like put off sleeping gas on everybody right right yeah so they have the champagne bottle filled with sleeping gas they he parachutes in they set it off they steal the submarine and rambo's like oh and then they also have some other operatives on another ship a sailing ship which seems really strange it's a really as well. dumb idea and also at this point the, the blonde woman is like we're ready it's time and it's just like 
obviously it's time. He has to take the place of the, like he knows when he's supposed to come out on the parachute. Right. He even has the to land the on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even the announcer's like, time to jump. But the lady's <laughs> like, it's time to jump. And it's, how would you know? Like, you're not, I don't whatever. That was, I was very supremely confused why she was even at there. Right. At that point. And so they have, they have like a schooner and the bad guys and they're like destroying little destroyers uh, with the schooner shooting like bombs or whatever. And Rambo's like, you ready to take this, the, the old Ironsides back on the sea? And the captain's like, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then five seconds later, Rambo's like, why are we firing at them? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, nothing actually works on this boat. It's like, then why do you take it out? I don't understand. Like, why did you take it out? You seem so jazzed to go sailing in this boat when nothing on it fucking works. So then he uses the little thing in the, the top of it. To like shoot stuff yeah, around, it's like the signal, it's a signal ceremonial cannon, or cannon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, oh, he gets a sword before this. Yeah, he gets a sword. He transforms, right? So he, we have basically an Iron Man like transformation. Yes, uh, at this point where we get to see him basically shirtless, awesome. Uh, he puts on his bandana, double awesome, and he gets his knife and stuff like that. Yeah. And also, he's and given a, he's given a ceremonial sword. And this one is saying, uh. <laughs> M. Not Rambo just any sword, man. What? <laughs> What's that? I am Rambo, Rambo man. man. Uh, you got the the, the ceremonial sword the of sword. John Paul Jones. Mm. John Paul Jones, the the breakout star of Bachelor in Paradise. That is and also antique. also the bassist of uh, Led Zeppelin. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people named John Paul Jones when you actually search on the internet. Right now, it's actually surprisingly the character from <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelor. Uh, is currently, I think, top of the list. If you search mm-hmm. John Paul Jones, uh, they're that talking is about his, uh, his relationship. Well, he may, wasn't, may not be on. He wasn't born at this point, I don't think. I imagine he, he was, was not, in his 20s, yes. yes. The, <laughs> the, um, uh, this is an antique sword belonging to a pirate. No, John Paul Jones was a U.S. Famous like Navy Admiral. Captain. Yeah. yeah, he has kind of a sad story associated with him in particular, uh, but... Still, because he kind of like went into the service for the Russians, uh, ironic, wouldn't wouldn't you say? Mm. And then died when he was like forty. He oh. like just found dead in his apartment. Hmm. That's yeah. sad. Yeah. And then he was eventually brought back to the United States, and there's like a picture of his corpse on Wikipedia oh. because they dug him up and then buried him again. But they like were like, we better like you know put him out and for display. This is <laughs> like, upsetting me. Give weird. me some more of those bicep shots of Yeah, I was going to say actually uh, my main Sylvester. my main question for this one is what did you guys feel was the most impressive muscle group of uh, Rambo's uh bodacious physique? Okay, so in my opinion, Rambo is all about those popcorn muscles, right? He's just working right. out oh, he's yeah. just working out those the chest and the biceps all day. That's what the ladies love what i'm going to give the ladies so i'm going to say the biceps boom bam bam and i don't think i don't think the show disagrees with you because the only time the only real focus we ever get is put is the biceps popping when he's like lifting something that's why he does only the popcorn boom right brom what do you think i was checking out those glutes Ooh, i do love a good set of glutes behind a little bit of cloth but they're there they're there i was gonna say you you're you're looking hard because they a lot of it was exposed those glutes covered up we did not now, get a nice hot tub scene like an iron man show off those glutes no, that would have been good uh 
you know, I, I think everyone and all the fans of uh, Submersion would say they're, they're expecting me to say those abs for days, right? He's not only got abs, he's got the obliques going. Pretty mm. nice. But um, I'm not. I actually think that back work I appreciate. It was mm. well-defined. A lot of people let that back go. And Rambo's not about that. He's He's got those traps going. Uh, he's got those delts going. He's got those lats going. Everything's looking sweet. Basically, he we had a big, a very long discussion earlier today about whether Sly Stallone as Rambo the cartoon would have won Mr. <laughs> Olympia. I still think Arnold Schwarzenegger, best in the world, um, best bodybuilder ever, would have beaten him. Yeah. Jamie thought uh, that ooh, that potentially um, he would have won the lower weight class and then lost the pose no. off, but whatever. I what, what I guess what I would say is that he has a Mr. Olympia level body, but not necessarily one that would have beaten Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's not get ridiculous. Okay, I can I can yeah. stand by that. Anyways. Also, you had you had some opinions about it being um, bad his body, right? For body image or oh, for for young boys, yes, this is an unrealistic body image for young men to to consume. Uh, we can't just focus on things like Barbie. And the unrealistic expectations of uh, young for young girls of women in media, but here I think this is just unrealistic. Like this guy must have worked out four hours a day. Like this is impossible. But he lives in Oregon and just works out, and then every month or so, the army comes to get him. No one has that kind of life. You, not everyone right. can work out four hours a day like Rambo. That is just something that has to be made clear when you watch cartoons like this. That's like all good point. Yep. So anyways, Rambo, ready to go. Sword, <laughs> shirtless, bandana on, fires his cannon, knocks, totally knocks down the, na- uh, the, the mast of this boat with a ceremonial cannon, already pretty sweet. He swings over there. They're like, get him. And Rambo's like, piece of cake. When there's like 500 people around him. <laughs> and he immediately climbs up this rope and everyone's just like, it's almost a joke. They're like, question, question. Why doesn't anyone have a gun? Why does no one have a gun? It's a good point. Yeah. The same, same question I always ask when watching the show Alias, starring Jennifer Gardner. Like, why does she never have a gun? Yeah. It's so much easier. So I watched the first episode. Okay. That was also a great moment, which was a guy comes up to Rambo. He's like, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And then Rambo dispatches him. And then for the rest of the episode, they capture him. And for the rest of the episode, no one's like, wait, why don't we just go back to the original plan and shoot him in the face? Like, the other guy had a plan. Like, there's a thousand moments where you're just like, shoot him in the face. Like, I don't understand. He's like right there. He's just, he has nothing except for a knife. I don't understand it. Yeah. So anyways, he climbs up this rope. He dispatches a bunch by cutting down a sail, and they fly into the ocean. Uh, and then he uh, jumps onto a sail, and like, there's a big explosion. And so the whole boat's on fire. And everyone's like, time to get out of here. Claw man's like, let's get out of here. And while they're all dopes so far, Rambo also is kind of a dope. Because then he runs after the claw guy into an obvious trap everything yes. is closing behind him and stuff i didn't even know how the doors were closing like i it just isn't it doesn't make sense at one point he like goes through a door and it almost looks like they wanted to make it seem like the boat just like lurched and closed the door i was like well that's not part of the guy's plan though <laughs> it clearly was a trap he set up where he couldn't plan on the boat just like lurching at the right moment but anyways he gets locked in this door and in the boat when it explodes and everyone's like oh poor rambo i guess he's dead now and they're like hey i'm sorry about rambo and the general's like don't be rambo knew what he was getting into mm-hmm. and we're all like yeah it's true and sad end of episode the end <laughs> end of end of series except then it flashes over and guess what rambo's doing climbing up the side of that talk oh no he's doing he's doing some some uh MacGyver? push-ups on on a uh <laughs> on a 
a thing that's fallen on top of them. What I from what I saw of the episodes that I like briefly looked through to make sure I knew which one I wanted to do for the submarine. Uh, he gets trapped under his stuff in an in, in, inordinate amount of times. Like he's yeah. always trapped under things, but he just like pushes him off. Like part of the the series is just him being like, "Oh no, I'm trapped," and being like, "Wait a second, muscles." And then he pushes the thing <laughs> off of himself, and everyone's like, "Whoa, rainbow! You just push that thing off yourself." And then he is able to uh, swim out. He uses uh, one of my favorite things is he has this. Uh, he has a grenade. <laughs> he, goes, he throws a grenade at oh, the wall, and he goes, "I sure hope this works." <laughs> what a grenade! Yeah, it's gonna work. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna blow a hole in that wall, obviously. And then he swims out and comes up, and everyone's like, "Rambo, hooray!" We were all sitting over here. You were like being a crazy hero over there. And he was like, "That's true, I was." And then in the process of like hugging him, Kat, in the only thing she really does this entire episode, bumps into the bad guy, the the blonde woman who's still hanging around for whatever yep. reason. And uh, she drops like, her gas mask mm-hmm. and everyone's like, hey, I guess we don't know what to do next. Oh boy. Well, I guess that's it. But Rambo's like, hey, what about that gas mask? I bet that lady's got something to do. And then the lady jumps in a race car and drives away. And of course, at this moment, what is everyone thinking? Uh, tank I mean, car. I was sitting there. I was sitting there being like, uh, "Turbo's time to shine. Yeah. Turbo, get in your car and race after this person. You are a race car driver." But instead, Rambo's like, "Hey, see you guys later." And like, "Oh, we'll catch up with you." <laughs> <laughs> and he just drives away. I'm like, "Wait!" And then he even says, "Like, oh man, Turbo must have taught this lady to drive." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> if you had Turbo here, he might have been able to help you. Because then he immediately, it, 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 at certain points, nothing actually makes sense. It happens again later in the episode. She loses Rambo. Yeah. She like goes around a corner and Rambo's like drives right by and she's like, eh, 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 Rambo. And then she is going onto a plane and Rambo's just there. Yeah. Like how did he how did he find her? That happens in the first uh the first episode as well. There's a moment where it's like they blow up an entire forest and they're like, Well, we can look at the crater that we've created and there's no Rambo inside of it, so Let's go. And they turn around and then Rambo hops on the back of the uh, tank and you're like, where the, where the fuck were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So he's hiding in the bushes. He's got some binoculars looking at these guys like, oh boy, I better get on that plane. And it's, it's a new bad guy. There's just like a whole bunch of bad guys. And I guess if we had watched the series, we'd know who they were. Because um, this one looks like a, maybe a vaguely Middle Eastern type bad guy oh, yeah, uh, is waiting there for her. And it's like, hey, hop on board this plane. And they, they fly off and they're like, oh, they're all basically sitting there being like, oh, thank God Rambo's not here, right? Yeah, real lame if Ram- Rambo is here. That would really spoil our fun if Rambo was here. And then Rambo's like, maybe I am. And they're like, oh, shit, Rambo. This is right after and- he passes, I believe, Chekhov's uh, floating raft. But yes. Yes. Yeah, there's just a random raft sitting there. <laughs> yeah. And they immediately eject. They're like, have fun in this plane and eject Leaving the map that's leaving, leading to the lair there. And not only that, but, like, it's not like they really set the plane to crash. Because Rambo basically is like, oh, I wonder if I can get out of this mess. And pulls up. Basically, oh, yep, yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> I, did I just pulled up on it. I, and now he knows what they mean by fly-by-wire, though. <laughs> yes. And this is what I actually noted that. I have this in bold. He says, I know what fly-by-wire. And I sat there being like, wait, do I know what fly-by-wire is? Did Brom, did you know what fly-by-wire was? I know the I phrase. Have, I, I've, I've not heard that before. I, 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 I've heard like fly by the seat of your pants and shit like that, but I, I've never heard of fly by he wire. He should have used though. the seat of his pants to tie up the... Good call. The thing. And then he could have said, I, I know, now I know what it means to fly by the seat of your pants. 
That would have been actually really and then funny. You can but see those glutes. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, he's got like a speedo on, mm. or no, maybe I was like a thong. Yeah, I was gonna say leopard print thong. I was yeah. gonna say it. You said it. That's your words, not mine. And uh, but fly by wire actually is clever writing. It's just it's not writing for children. Yeah, right. Like because fly fly by wire is basically it's also not writing pilot. for thirty year old men. Apparently, no. Yeah, it's autopilot. Fly by wire is oh. like a term for autopilot versus manual. So it is funny because. He ties it up with oh, a wire that totally so that he sense. can leave. And he says, now fly by wire. And it's like, oh, that's actually really clever. That's actually a really yeah. cleverly written line. It's just no one could possibly get it. Yeah. Who fucking knows that? Who knows that? No one knows that. Yeah. Uh, smash cut to, I believe, them talking about, a, I, I'm not going to call it a submarine. I believe it's a submersible that Turbo's created well, for him. So, so he jumps, you forget, he jumps out of the raft. Yes, in the raft. He jumps Even, out on the raft. Check out One right. question is, where, where does the plane go? Into no the one ocean. knows and no one cares. Yeah, to create, a, the ocean. to create a beautiful fish fish reef, Jamie. Oh, good call. Wow, actually, always yeah. the environmentalist. Right yeah, now. Planet Captain Planet would be the second half of this episode. Yeah, uh, and and also, how fast was he going when he jumped out on that raft? They must have been going what, like 150, 200 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd be like he'd be like obliterated. <laughs> the, ra- the ra- at yeah, least the, the raft would one hundred percent not survive. He would just be in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yep. But yeah, he would have just uh, just pink mist on the, on the ocean waves. <laughs> so finally, his useless friends show up. They're like, "I told you we we're gonna catch up." It's like, Jesus Christ, guys, like, <laughs> do something! Like Rambo literally so far has uh, swung from one ship to another, uh, sunk that ship, making the things, got out of the ship, survived, ch- gave chase in a car, and then flown on a plane, saved himself on that plane, got a map. And f- jumped out of the plane on a raft. Like he did all those things. You basically were in one place, <laughs> and, and then, then you went up to on a speedboat. Like, hey, yeah, remember? <laughs> gotcha. Great. Uh, and so yeah. So anyways, they're like, okay, we know where they're going. They're going to be trying to sell this submarine to the highest bidder. Uh, Rambo, you go in on the submersible, the, an, an XT two twenty. It's and he's like, oh, Turbo, is this one of your gadgets? And he's like, hell yeah, it is. I'm like, thank God you're doing something. And then Rambo's like, and runs like a dream. I hope. Probably that right. dream with the Barbary pirates that I mentioned before. I hope. <laughs> that would have been good. Uh, but he uses the oldest trick in the book. They see a yacht, a luxury yacht going to for the meeting. Mm. And he's like, there's my ticket into the lair. Uh, which, because he goes, they, they, he kind of like skirts underneath the boat past like the defenses, which is something we've seen in a lot of submarine movies. Then he uses some fancy moves. He sees that there's like a laser grid, like mm. keeping him out of like the place he wants to be. He's like, I better get there. And then he sees that blonde lady again, and it's like, yo, lady, why is a high-class lady like you, you know, doing with a bad guy like that? And she's like, he promised me the world. And Rambo goes, the world is not enough, right? Right, guys? Did he actually? I can't remember that. No, he didn't. No, that's a James Bond That is, yeah, that's a James Bond reference. I knew. I knew. I I was like, did James Bond steal this from Rambo the Animated Series? I don't understand. (laughs) Right. And so, uh, and then she's like, and now you're going to get it. And does a fancy, like, wrestling move on him. And he immediately backflips away from it mm. and, like, locks her in a room. And I was like, that was incredibly strange. What's even stranger is that he then opens this laser grid, passes through it, going nowhere. He basically runs to the end of a dock. And the bad guy's like, you better not go in that water because there's sharks in there. And he's like, I'd rather be in there than with you. It's like, well, why did you go through <laughs> that laser grid in the first place? It's so crazy. Like, you literally ran through a laser grid into the place you wanted to be. And jumped straight into shark-infested waters. That's all you did. Yeah. Was this, At was no this point did you even try point, to get into the submarine. Sorry. Was this the point when uh, Warhawk was try- doing his pitch? 
Mm-hmm. And he mentions the the 20 fully operational SSN-20 SLBMs. It doesn't even make sense. Those are Russian missiles. Yeah. for the Those typh- are Soviet missiles. For the Typhoon class. That's what the Typhoon class had. They ju- All they did was lift Typhoon class facts off of an encyclopedia. I'm not even sure back in the, the 80s what people did. Do they have encyclopedia like Britannica? Britannica they exactly right. And then they were like, I guess this is what we do. You didn't have any creative juices to make up words that weren't just Soviet stuff. Obviously, they wouldn't have Soviet missiles on their submarine. Like, come on. It's Jamie, an American submarine. Jamie, they took out the T uh, index of the Encyclopedia Britannica, flipped it over to Typhoon class submarine, went down there. Is Typhoon even well known at this point? Only two years earlier was uh, Hunt for Red October published, and it was kind of like a secret submarine at that point. Anyways, Anyways. I don't know. They must have an insider, probably some kind of like whistleblower or something leaked the information to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he does a fancy pitch, whatever. He jumps. Let's get back to the important stuff. Yes. He jumps like a majestic dolphin into the water filled with majestic dolphin-like sharks. And it's funny because he's like, he obviously sits there and they go, oh, I'd rather be in the shark-infested water than with you. Cool. What's your plan? The f- plan is to befriend, question mark? The sharks, is that right? Like the plan is just to become friends with the sharks? Animal friend. Yep. Yeah. Because he's an environmentalist. He's, he's literally riding around on sharks. This is no joke, guys. I'm, I'm, you know, people talk about it. Like, yes, obviously the captain of the typhoon class had his dick out in this film, in this uh, show. They had to blurkle it because it's a good <laughs> show, but it was there. But, and so like, yes, that's true. But what's also true is this about sharks. Like, I'm not lying. It sounds so crazy, but Rambo is riding around on sharks. They literally like, he's riding away on a shark. He's getting away on that shark. And he's like, leave him. We got to get out of here. And then Rambo proceeds to f- ride back in on a shark, shark friend, and says like, uh, time to get on that typhoon class and sneaks back onto the typhoon class. It's yeah. nuts. It's weird. Anyways. So they end up going on to the sub. Rambo's there. He's like, oh, man, I got to find some, like, supplies or something to do, you know, to take care of business on the submarine. He finds some flares. Goes into the main <laughs> so area. Goes like, hey, ready for some, like, dynamite, like, what action? <laughs> and, like, throws the things in there. And they're like, oh, shit, dynamite. I'm like, who... Ever, whoever, I would, I would not even think flares are dynamite. They look uh, like flares. I don't know. I think I, I'd fall for it. You would fall for flares I, with a like they would have a fire shooting out of them. <laughs> Someone <laughs> being dynamite. If you're in a wartime scenario or a combative throw, scenario, he, he's also throwing the dynamite. Yeah, if you're in a he's combative like, ta- scenario, like on pins and needles, and a guy's like. Who wants some dynamite or whatever the shit he said? And he chucks those at you. I mean, I think like the initial impulse is to get out of there, even if it might be a flare. I would be like, you're killing yourself because if that's dynamite, it's going to explode on impact. But I'd also dynamite. have a gun and I would just shoot Rambo in the face. Yes. <laughs> right. It all would be like, oh, and then, then you look down on the flares and be like, oh, I guess they're flares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just like wait I mean, five seconds and realize that nothing blew up and just be like, oh, I guess they're flares. And then, so he then, he quickly reprograms, and this was where, you know, he was reprogramming the submarine, and it was like, play stick on scanner, and he's like, damn it, because it had to know what, who's Captain Dick to, like, listen to, the computer screen or whatever, and it was a weird scene, because you really couldn't see anything. All you could see is, like, a sweet bun, so they had to shoot it from the back, and his glutes were looking sweet. Right, guys? 
I don't yeah. remember the scene. I think it was. I do. I do out. feel bad sometimes making jokes like this, just because you know we have this whole interview with a guy, <laughs> a, an actual captain of submarines, about his game that he made. And he's talking about how like through time, how he's become more mature over time. <laughs> and I do wonder, like, if he's listening to this episode, probably. I guess the only thing I could say is that we just haven't matured like he did. Yeah, I was, right? a, little, I was a little disappointed that Kyle didn't ask him about whether the captain's dick could you. It could maybe a trump card could be created for the game, where you pull out your captain's dick. Uh, he may or may not have edited something like that. Out he, of the he edited. Uh, he, Kyle said in an email, "I saw to Andy that you uh, you said something, and Kyle had to edit it out because Andy's yeah. grandson might be listening someday." Yeah. <laughs> I may have included that. I may have included that in my front part of the episode, and then afterwards, I was like, "Kyle, are you going to edit that out?" He was like, "Yes." I was like, "Okay." okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, so he reprograms the sub. They're they're leaving on a helicopter real quick, but Warhawk, being like the psychopath that he is, is like, "If I can't have this submarine, no one can," and like sets a bomb. And they have this whole rigmarole about it being like a conventional bomb and not like a nuclear bomb. It's like fine, whatever. The helicopter goes away. Rambo, with muscles popping, brings that bomb up and tosses it into the ocean. How heavy and is it the explodes. bomb? explodes. Probably very heavy. Extremely. And then, not, then not only that, but like, just because you dropped it in the ocean doesn't necessarily mean they're, like, it, it exploded pretty quickly. Like, it probably would still do damage to a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking like, at, it's a bomb. I'm looking at this thing, and it's like the, the, the lightest torpedoes that you could find on any submarine ever, basically, from what I can tell. We're like 500 pounds. So he's just like, I, I would imagine he must be just deadlifting like 500 pounds and like walking up yeah. to the, ah, man, he just really, he's gotten, he's got all the records. He's an amazing, just amazing body. Yeah. And so you got to think, you got to look at that body. And then uh, you got to, uh, you got to think again. <coughs> what, what has everyone else been doing at this time? Turbo? Nothing. Cat? They're cheering him on? Literally, they, the they're sitting force. there cheering him on. And they, they cheer him on. They literally do go like, Good for you. Good job. And Rambo's like, hey, did you catch any of the super rich people trying to buy a, a nuclear submarine? <laughs> and they were like, no, they all left on their sailboats. Like, oh, I guess they're over there. Oh, great. Uh, and then they're, then they, then the captain tries to get Ram- give Rambo uh, John Paul Jones's uh, sword. Mm-hmm. And he's like, eh. he's like, oh, so, good job. Need some reward. And Rambo's like, doing my job well is its own reward. And then the captain goes, John Paul Jones would have been proud to know you, Rambo. I am. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and that was the end of the, the, end show. Of the, end. Was the captain end. being like, I am Rambo. Ooh. Ooh. And then, so the final question and the culminating question for this, why is this called fire in the sky? Uh, I don't have I a think, real good answer for that. Would you have preferred smoke on the water? Very good. Yes, I would have. Yes, I would have. But I, now, I think, now who, who did smoke on the water? Is that the band? Yeah. Deep Purple. Deep Purple. I was going to say it's Deep Purple. I know very yeah. few things, but I didn't know Why are you saying if it would have been somehow. Led Zeppelin, it would have been perfect? Exactly. <laughs> Brom, that would have good. John Paul Jones, right? Yeah. Brom, would, would you been. say you're good at music trivia? Yes. Uh, do you want to come to the United States and, and or sorry, the UK and... Uh, and <laughs> already there, J- already there, Patrick. And, and do our pub quiz with us because we're terrible at music. It's our missing piece. I wish I could. I, I enjoy that very much. Anyways, but, yeah, uh, fire in the sky. I think I think it's because Rambo is in this moment a beautiful phoenix uh, rising from the ashes that was the the first movies. You know, broken man. This is the first moment when he's remembering the dreams of a child uh, mm. of the Barbary pirates, and mm. he's realizing that he 
he can dream to be more than the Barbie Pirates. He can dream to be John Paul Jones. Fire in the sky. It's beautiful. And his spirit's on fire in the sky. Yeah, also, he might. maybe it's a, he's a, this is the one where they're revealing that he's a heroin addict and, and he's, his body's on fire <clears throat> in the sky. Interesting. Oh. That one I think is less, I'm less confident in that one. I think maybe it's because just prior to this, they don't mention it, but just prior to this, um, he uh, had an, uh, what's it called? A four, a encounter of the fourth kind or whatever, close mm. encounter of the fourth kind, right? So he saw a fire in the sky. He, he like went up into the air and was abducted by aliens. Um, and who we're actually seeing in this entire episode is alien Rambo, mm. which also explains how he's able to pick up that bomb because he's got alien strength. Yeah, fire in the sky. Up. Good. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, anyone want to do ratings? <clears throat> Who wants to go first? Uh, okay, I'll do it. Uh, go do so it. My, my little talking points here, I, I unfortunately had to watch this while kind of wrapping up at work because I uh, had to cram it in there. So, I was less attentive than I would have liked to have been, but I had it there in the corner and I was listening to it. You're a surgeon, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, I had it on one of my monitors. I had the the scope on the other one there, where I was I was uh, investigating the the colon. And uh, I was going to say, he's not. <laughs> don't worry, he's not like a brain surgeon. <laughs> yeah, just a colon. No, I am. A, I'm a designer, so okay. Um, it, it's okay. Uh, no lives at risk here. But I uh, I was able to be attentive enough to kind of r- recognize that this uh, was. Akin to street sharks, I felt like in a lot of ways, just at the kind of the flirt, uh, the fur- fast and furious pace of the, not to reference fast and the furious there, uh, the pace of it just flying through. And I think it was kind of the, the, the comments that we had when we watched uh, Iron Man and street sharks and, and all of these cartoons from back in the day, just how much they tried to cram in to one episode and um, ultimately just it's just ridiculous um, bouncing around. Um, and then I, the other thing I kind of noticed that I kind of thought was funny and enjoyed, though, is it's not just Rambo, because I was kind of wondering how they're going to bring, you know, Rambo to life uh, for, for kids uh, as a cartoon. Uh, they made him a full-blown superhero where he turns into something else and uh, <laughs> also gave him his uh, super team, uh, the Force yeah, of Freedom. Super team that does, like, nothing. Nothing, yeah. Uh, the Force of Freedom, which I thought was kind of funny with Turbo and Touchdown Jackson and Cat Taylor and all these guys. Um, Touchdown Jackson? Yeah, T.D. Jackson. He's, he comes in later. There's a ninja as well that's like kind of funny. It's just, it's just, it's really funny how like useless they are. They're like, and he's got skills. He's like a ninja. And the ninja like sits around being like, Rambo, you sure are great. <laughs> like you're a ninja <laughs> like do something do something ninja i don't know yeah I, I had to look up the uh the stats here on the the force of freedom they also have chief uh a native american native american that ally sounds Rambo. great <laughs> that oh sounds uh, <clears throat> like that might not fly today and white dragon the ninja uh yeah. regardless i don't think it was better than um Street Sharks, I, I, I enjoyed that one a little bit more, and it was almost so uh, Street Sharks was almost so ridiculous that it became enjoyable again with that whole plot line with the the Scylla from Greek myths. Mm. 
and uh, them, uh, them creating a dating service for the the Scylla, just turning on a dime oh, and everything. Boy. It just this just wasn't as enjoyable uh, for me, so I'm going to give it a two and a half out Whoa. of six. Yeah, they also had if you don't, if you don't don't forget they had robots who cut up fruit. Yes, yeah, plenty of mm. plenty of merit mm. uh, for street mm. sharks. Now looking back on it, yeah, this is out of six, correct? Yeah, it's out, out of six. six. All right, so I'll, I'll go next. Is that are you done, Brom? I'm done. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I criticized. What was the last one we did? It wasn't Tree Sharks. It was Iron, oh, Iron Man. Man. So Iron Man. I, the main thing I would say is just like that one was garbage. It was hot garbage, right. and it was the most incoherent thing I'd ever watched. It made zero sense to, front to back. Like you were just sitting right. there, just flabbergasted, which made it entertaining, but at the same time was was just trash. Tree Sharks very confusing. Yeah. Yes, Tree Sharks had like a coherent plot. It was just wall to wall ridiculousness to the point where you're yeah. like can i write a street sharks episode like it seems like i might be able to uh this one felt more like it is just a gi joe knockoff it has to be right. this has to be what it is yeah it's and true. and so it's like this is what i imagined like it was coherent i can understand what they were doing at every moment every moment it like kind of made sense what they were doing even though they were doing the ridiculous old- things you knew why they yeah. were doing it and what was happening and the, the at times, I would say even the animation was borderline beautiful. It wasn't great. It was Hanna-Barbera, like, kind of style of it. But right. it was still, like, it wasn't like Street Sharks. We were like, man, this kind of, right. like, shitty. This Scylla looks kind of shitty, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. Like, uh, these yeah, are, you're like, right. You're right, for sure. The animation was better. Yeah, human portions. So I'm, I'm going to go significantly higher, I feel like. I'm, I'm tempted to go four. Oh, uh, but I think I'm gonna See, go three and, we, and a half. I'm gonna go three. Yeah, we have to. Re- I think we'd have to revise how we judge Street Sharks as well, because like Street Sharks has been one of the more enjoyable, hilarious ones. I think we were pretty low. Better on theme it. song on Street Sharks too. Yeah, yes, way the better. Best one we've had. This, I mean, it does kind of. <clears throat> this this show does kind of suck, but I I don't know. I I think I give credit to the animation more than you guys. Like that's basically what I've been always kind of grading all these things on. Is like okay. is the animation good? Cool. I really don't care about anything else in this in this episode. Like is it coherent? I, sure. I don't care. Uh, yeah, cuz what what I'd say is that I I watched I I have watched the GI Joe episode about a submarine. Mm-hmm. With the idea being that we would eventually watch that for a submersible pod, uh, which you haven't gotten around to yet, but um and that one the animation is considerably better actually than this okay. it's it is it actually is one where i'm like it is it's kind of beautiful like they do a lot of stuff with that that's uh really interesting um and the story is a lot better too so i mean i think that actually is like it, it was actually a little bit amazing as you watch it to be like this is weird and wild that gi joe i'm actually sitting here being like they actually they wrote this pretty well this one falls pretty far below that i would agree that most things are coherent like the, the plot goes along in a way that has some coherency to it other than the shark portion of it, uh, which I, I, I don't really totally understand him going through the lasers and jumping straight into the ocean uh, to, to swim around with sharks. That seems very odd <laughs> to have infiltrated the place only to then try to escape via shark. Um, but I don't know. Like I would definitely – I think I gave Street Sharks like three or three and a half out of six, and I would go I would go lower than that. I just didn't have it. I, it I didn't four. find it as enjoyable. Did I give it a four? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, I think I will come in – See. I, I was going to come in at two and a half, and I think okay. I'm going to sit there as well with Brom. Okay. Uh, hang out hang out with Brom at two and a half uh, for I'm, this guy. I'm, just to be clear, I am officially three and a half. I did not, I did not go full four, just that. Okay. okay. Three and a half. So I'm not too, half, far, too far ahead of you. Right. Um, because, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think 
It's not nearly as good as that. It's clearly better than Iron Man. I feel like it falls almost yes. exactly in the middle uh, between those two in terms of uh, we know what's yeah. going on there. I did I did still find it hilarious and ridiculous, and I just don't understand. Like, it almost seems like the people writing it had one goal and one goal only, and that's we got to make Rambo be the coolest guy yeah. ever. So and then everyone else, toys. everyone else is just like fuck them. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care about them. Like, cat. Oh, should we have cat do something here? It's like, no. <laughs> There's no B storyline. It's only Rambo. It's like, well, what should Turbo do this time? It's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. Turbo can say something I, at some point. I will say, like, re <clears throat> recapping, re going through this episode was far more entertaining to me than actually watching it. I could right. not imagine watching 50 of these things. I would. No, no, no. Hell it, no. My mind would melt. I don't understand. It would be the same yeah. episode. Over and over and over again. That's, I, they won't do anything else with him. He will ski sometimes, but that's about it. Like that's about. That's, yeah, I feel like it's. That's why I say it's right in the middle. Like, yeah. uh, there was a morbid curiosity with Iron Man in terms yes. of just how weird and awful it would be. And then with Street Sharks, I actually feel like it would have been entertaining to watch oh. a few of those because they were the so very, weird. The very special episodes involving drugs would have been right. absolutely sublime. The, Street Sharks. This fall. This uh, this falls right in the middle of kind of just being. Yeah. Eh. It, it, it is what it is, and it'll continue to be what it is. Um, one thing I did want to mention about Turbo. Do you know who the voice Turbo? No. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <gasps> that's, yeah. that's pretty mind-blowing. That's a good get. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do some trivia. Sweet. Ready for this, guys? Yes. Yes. All right. The animated series followed First Blood Part Two. It generated some mild controversy at the time due to it being a children's show adapted from an R-rated film. Mm. Uh, it had there was rumors that followed it that psychologists were employed to help the creators make sure that the series adhered to what was appropriate for children. But they they vehemently denied this, saying that because they were experienced children's television show makers, that they knew what was good for children. They didn't need a psychologist to help them. Uh, that's a, that's females, a question for you. Would you have been comfortable letting your kids watch this, or would you let them mm, watch this? Nowadays? I actually probably wouldn't. I would I would be honest with you. I don't I don't think it's necessarily a great show for like a child i I think i think we've already covered the the quote-unquote vaguely middle eastern character and the definitely gonna you're definitely gonna run into some racial stereotyping slash like straight up racism in an early 80s saturday morning cartoon it's unavoidable there's it's gonna be terrible and i just don't it is so uh what's the word i'm looking for a word like jingoistic but that is what it is basically it like i would feel uncomfortable being like, and this is why America is great because we have extra military forces that we send into foreign countries. So, like, what is happening, Rambo? What? Yeah, this is this is not your like the military is like we can't get involved, but wink, wink, maybe an American citizen can. Like, what? Anyways. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I would say. Like the 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 jingoistic nature of it, I just don't think for I, I, the age that this is aimed for. That eight no, like maybe later when they can look at it with like a clinical, a critical eye. But who in their right mind is going to watch it with a critical eye? Then like it's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's made for no one. Children shouldn't watch it, and then those who could watch it effectively are too old for it. So no. Yeah. Bam. So anyways, uh, the female savage agent Varinia appeared only in this episode of the series. Whoa. The blonde agent. Well, she was terrible. Uh, so. Yeah, savage stands for specialist administrators of vengeance, anarchy, and global extortion. In case ever anyone was wondering, <laughs> the background Perfect. Of game was absolutely sublime in the eighties. I just loved him being like that savage, <laughs> given that that's like a phrase people say now. Mm. Uh, they always have goals for world domination until they end up fighting uh, the force of freedom, especially Rambo. 
It's not the only acronym in the film either, or in the in the film in the show. Uh, cat is actually an acronym. Hmm. Acronym. Uh, acronym. It uh, stands for Catherine Ann Taylor. Okay. And then the football playing member of the team is TD Jackson, and that also is obviously um, stands for something. I don't know. Touchdown. Touchdown, <laughs> Jackson. Uh, I'm always interested when directors or writers of an episode like this have written or directed an actual major motion, motion picture release. This one, there didn't seem to be anyone in this because, as you said, the writers and directors were mostly involved with Hanna-Barbera. So almost all their credits are TV movies or television shows associated with those properties, like Huckleberry Hound and stuff like that. Um, but the direct, one of the directors did, in fact, actually direct an actual film. His, uh, Charles Nichols was the director of the 1973 animated film Charles, uh, sorry, Charlotte's Web. Interesting. While looking up a bunch of yeah. the Ruby Spears stuff, uh, there was a couple guys. Like they, they were definitely involved with the guy who created Yellow Submarine, the Beatles film. Oh wow! So it, the, every single time I tried to search one of the like other series and submarine just to see, uh, it would like come up with Yellow Submarine, being like, "This guy made Yellow Submarine." Like that's not what I want. Get out of here. Uh, so Neil Ross was the voice of Rambo. He was also the announcer for the seventy fifth Academy Awards. Hmm. Which was kind of interesting because this show actually won 11 Academy Awards, oh, including wow. Best Picture. Excellent. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, this animated series had a star-studded Hollywood cast. But if you could also include some of the star-studded Hollywood power players that were in the other Rambo properties, uh, who might you pick? And that's, that's said somewhat ironically because, as you'll see, Rambo never really has any stars other than Sly Stallone. I think it's in his contract. It says, no one else can be in these films with me. Other than the first one, where Brian Dennehy is in the film, and he is a well-known actor. So wh- where where would you like to see Brian Dennehy, perhaps, show up here? Uh, he could have been the Admiral. Yeah, I would say the Admiral as well, right? How do, like you, how do you spell voice. Dennehy? D-E-N-N-E-H-Y or something? Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's definitely... We've seen him in... What was that one that was the sunk boat? He was in the one where the boat was sunk, I think. And they were trying to rescue it. It was near like a... You do realize you did an entire cycle with Submarine Sank, right? Right. Gray Lady Down. That's okay. what I'm thinking of. I, yeah, believe that's... In, I believe he's in Gray Lady Down. Okay. Gotcha. I might be yeah. wrong. But um, What about Stephen Burkoff? So you might be like, who? He's from the second Rambo uh, uh, movie, but he was Orlov in Octopussy and then Victor Maitland in Beverly Hills Cop. So he was the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah, I recognize this okay. guy as well. So let's go with Warhawk. I think I think that's right, unless you wanted to make him uh, Rambo? a Rambo guy or whatever. Think so. It's also from Not Girl right. with a Dragon Tattoo. The Tattoo. Uh, girl with a Dragon tattoo. tattoo. And then what about Kurtwood Smith? He was the dad on that 70s show. <laughs> Red. Red. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would make, he was in the third Rambo. Just so I would, I would say the other guy would have been the claw guy, and he would be Warhawk. Nice. Yeah, I like that as Warhawk. Just Ooh, Robocop yeah. style. Just be like, this guy looks like a nerd alert, but he's also, you know, he, he'll just slice your face off. So don't mess with him. And then the, the fourth, from the fourth film, just called uh, Rambo, I believe, uh, Matthew Marsden, and who we all know from Atlas Shrugged Part 1. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, he's basically not. Enjoy- he's if you look at his uh, his filmography, it's basically every film is a bad movie. So who? He's, but no one knows who he is. So who cares? He's the Russian he guy Turbo, who par- parachutes in. Yeah, he can be someone random. He doesn't even need to be anyone. He can be whatever uh, Turbo because Turbo doesn't do anything. He plays the shark that Rambo. Good friends. Cool. 
And then I couldn't see there. Literally, this fifth film, it's almost like they're going downwards in how many actual actors are in these movies. Because by the time this new one's coming out, no one has done anything. It's basically the only other actor in it is Mexico because uh, he basically seems like Rambo just runs around Mexico a whole bunch. And it's like the only thing the film's about. Everyone yeah. else is like bit bit stars and stuff. So like it's only Rambo anymore. So there's nothing there. But Ed Harris, he was actually – so they were going to do a Rambo prequel. And he was going to be the bad guy in it. So prequel was called Rambo the College Years. Yeah. This was, I thought you were going to say just, they didn't do a prequel and Ed, Ed Harris was going to play Rambo. No, no, no. <laughs> young bad young bad Rambo. Guy, yeah, it's called a bad guy named Sleeves. Mm. Uh, it's mostly just about an idealistic Rambo clashing uh, with Vietnam War protesters. Because, of course, this would be before his experiences in Vietnam War. Uh, but they find them, him and the protesters find common ground, blowing away vaguely Middle Eastern terrorists that hold the college hostage, right? So uh, Ed Harris is named <clears throat> Sleeves because his character wore only sleeves the entire duration of the film. Like the, the uh, you know those sleeves that like NBA players wear? Yes. Yeah. It's the only, art, our, only art, article clothing he had. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, did he wear one on his uh, package as well? No, why, not? why would he? I don't know. Let's not be ridiculous, okay, guys? <laughs> He's wearing sleeves for his arms. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> All right. Very quick uh, Phantom Zone. It actually wouldn't be quick, just to be clear, because it, it is somewhat hard to actually get from this to other stuff, but besides the point. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. Uh, the voice of Rambo is Neil Ross. He voiced a sub-commander in Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, which wow. was a film, an animated film. And I found that kind of interesting because he played Rambo here and then a submarine commander in another another film. Mr. Freeze, and that is voiced by Michael Ansara, who was – he played Miguel Alvarez in Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, another film we've watched. Um, and I remember that being a particularly hard film to get through. I, I think we had to go through Neptune Factor and then through like – uh, Ice Station Zebra and all you know, all all kinds of uh, movies before we finally got back to Phantom. But obviously, uh, we know <clears throat> that we can do it, and all those movies kind of sucked. So why do we gonna we're gonna talk about them? Cool. All right. Then do you, should I even do the subs worldwide? We kind of talked about it, but it was a USS Typhoon. It cost two hundred twenty-five million dollars to build. That's the first thing we were told. Yeah. Um, they asked what was on it, right? And of course, we get the very precise answer. Uh, you name it, and it's got it. That's an official statement by uh, by a commander. Very very uh, carries, lightweight uh, torpedoes. Yeah, it carries yeah. twenty fully operational SSN twenty missiles. Uh, those are Soviet missiles carried on a Soviet Typhoon class submarine, and it's the first nuclear sub in the twenty five ton class. Again, that is the Soviet Typhoon class. The only class <laughs> that was a 25-ton class. <laughs> so basically, it's just a Typhoon class with an American flag painted on the front of it. Yes, they stole and, it. And now you can buy it, and that's it. Maybe the previous episode was Rambo, uh, like, turned, Ste becoming, stealing a a, class. becoming a Soviet <laughs> spy for years, falling in love and creating a family, and then coming back with this Typhoon class. Right, yeah. He steals, like, the previous episode, just him stealing a Typhoon class, and like, yeah. great, I guess we'll christen it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> this is the episode that follows. Of him like watching. It would explain why he's watching the christening. He's like, cool. Yep. All right. That's all I got. Brahm, you got anything? Right. Yep. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. I've got, uh, again, I didn't have a whole heck of a lot of time, but I had about an hour of preparation, and that included watching this episode, but... <laughs> 
what immediately stood out to me is that even Rambo has a super team. Everybody's got super teams nowadays, got comic book heroes are more popular than ever, got all these comic universes, and you know who else has super teams? The cast Golden of State Submersion. Warriors. Oh, Golden sorry. State Warriors, yes. Even That's a good point, Jamie. Even the NBA has super teams. Got the big three, the big four, all of these guys just polarizing. Yeah, I guess that was old, old news. It's now, now that team's news. been dispersed now. So. Yes. Now there's like a bunch of super teams, which is kind yeah, of... What should, what should I have said? I should have said the Clippers or something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know who's supposed to be really good next year, which is good. Yeah. We're getting back to yeah. parody. Sure. But my point was, even Submersion has super teams. So what I did is I went back and I looked at every combination of hosts that we've had so far. Wow, and uh, everyone knows this. I mean, everybody's been following. We've got such a pop, pop, you know, huge following. Everyone, you know, goes and they collect their episodes. You know, the first issue of the of the podcast and everything like that. So uh, these are the top ten submersion super teams. I think they should be the only ten combinations. I might have forgot, <laughs> might have forgot one, but we'll see here. Uh, and then I've got a submergence score. It is a very high tech uh, scientific process that. Uh, uh, renders a score on a scale of 1 to 100. So these are ranked lowest to highest. So we're going to get to our, uh, basically count down our top 10 super teams. So here we go. Number 10 is two and a half seamen. This uh, super team's first appearance was episode two, Crimson Tide. Jamie, mm-hmm. Kyle, and Zach. And if you remember, Zach gave a half point to the movie Crimson Tide, which was very unfortunate. He didn't watch it, yeah. That's right. This came in with a submergent score of five points. And you're probably wondering, okay, peel back the uh, the curtain here. How did I come up with these scores? I rolled a 100-sided die and assigned That's them very nice. to each of these randomly. And this is what we got. <laughs> so number nine is Team Tetra. First appearance was episode 55, Sub Down. I don't really remember this one, but I was on it. Team Tetra consists of Brom, Jamie, Kyle, and Patrick. Boom. Mm, yeah, because Patrick had to be on that one. Yes. Why was that? What was Sub Down? I forget. Sub Down Steve was Baldwin. the Stephen Baldwin. Oh, uh, yes. Basically, the impetus for why our submersible is called the Merv uh, is from <laughs> that one. I believe theirs was called the Marvin. Yes. And uh, it was a movie that my brother actually bought for me, not Patrick, but another brother, mm-hmm. um, because it's not available anywhere. So he bought it. That's right. Like, and sent it to me. Thanks for the insight there. We scored a 33-point submergence score. Oh, that's good. Good for them. That's pretty good. Uh, number eight is the OGs. First appearance, episode mm-hmm. one, Phantom. This super team consisted of Alex, Jamie, and Kyle, and they scored a that 38. Was, you remember, you remember the these original. memories fondly, Jamie? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Did, did that super team ever make another appearance? Probably, right? Alex, Jamie, Kyle? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm just wondering if there was ever a time where it was just us three or if it's always been with additions, but hard to say. I'm pretty sure you guys have uh, have linked up a couple times. That'll be a countdown for another day. Super Atragon would be one. I just noticed here just by scanning through. Latitude Zero. Or nope, you had Zach on that one. Super Atragon at the very least, though. Uh, next one here uh, is number seven, I believe we're on. And that is The Wet Floaters. So first episode was episode 9, K-19, The Widowmaker. This is the this is the uh, full crew as included in the theme song for Submersion. It's Alex, Brom, Jamie, Kyle, and Zach. 
and ah, we the classic. Nice. Yep, we scored yeah, forty five points. It's a little known fact, but five hosts is optimal unless you can get sixth. <laughs> well, let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's get uh, let's get uh, let's get Patrick, Patrick, let's get Patrick, Patrick in on yeah. one with the full crew. Episode <laughs> 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 would go like three hours. Tight, tight fit in the summary. Pretty awful. Everybody's got to have a segment. Uh, next one, I'm losing track of numbers here. Number six uh, is the Submersible Boys. First appearance was episode 27, NCIS Sub Rosa. It's oh, us, Brom, yes. Jamie, and Patrick. I love. That should be number one. I love NCIS. Oh. I feel like there's more. There's more NCIS to do. We should we get scored on that. a 51. Should have been 100. Go on. Number five is the Trusty Trio. First appearance was episode 13, Stinger. And consisted of Brom, Jamie, and Kyle, and has been, I think, the most common combination of hosts in this history of submersion. I would think that's probably right. There was a stretch there where I think it was just us three for like a couple months, probably. Uh, I actually looked, and I mean, you might be right. I just took a cursory glance here. I I found at least three episodes in a row, but we, we we managed to pepper people in once in a while. Yeah, I guess Pat- Patrick actually would come in when yeah. we were doing those stretches where people couldn't make it for a long time. Uh, Patrick would uh, hop in every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, the trusty trio narrowly edged out the submersible boys. We scored 52 on this one. I like these names. They're uh, good. I, th- I feel like I did pretty good for having less than an hour here. Uh, number four <laughs> is the Periscope Posse. First appearance was episode mm. three, Down Periscope, and featured Jamie, Keenan, and Kyle. Oh wow! I can't believe that scored so high. Who's that Keenan? One hundred side of die doesn't know what's up. <laughs> Keenan's uh, Kyle's brother. That's what I thought. Okay. And uh, Jamie, you'll like this submergence score of sixty nine points. Uh, mm-hmm. That's appropriate then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three is the classic submergers. First appearance was episode five, Hostile Waters, and featured Alex, Jamie, Kyle, and Zach. This was the original theme song. Yeah. Submergent score before. So just to be clear, there was an original theme song. Then there was a second theme song. Then I think there's a third and maybe a fourth or maybe just a third. I can't remember how many has been. There's at least three so far. There's at least three, if not four theme songs. Alex, Jamie, Kyle, and Zach, they scored 75 points. Number two is Brahms movie Monthaholics. First appearance was episode 76. The world is not enough. They since appeared one more time. Maybe they'll do it again. Got two more movies left in Brahms Movie Month. This, uh, these, uh, these, uh, this team consists of Brahm, Jamie, and Zach, scoring seventy-eight points. Yeah, you could also say it's uh, Kyle's kid's corner, where he's <laughs> sent into a corner because of his kid. Right. <laughs> Correct. There was one where uh, I was going to call it uh, the Brahm fell asleep during the movie team or whatever. Uh, number one. You guys are going to like this. The X-Files men. Not the X-Men, <laughs> nice. but the X-Files men. First appearance was episode 39, X-Files, and is Jamie, Kyle, and Patrick. And, folks, oh. we rolled a perfect 100. This is a 100-point wow. squad. What a classic. So that was, that was sorry, it was me, Kyle, and Patrick? That was you, Kyle, and Patrick. Ooh, have we ever had that combination again? That's yeah, I, feel like that's I think so. Oh, we have. Yeah, I yeah. think we so. Have had that that, that's an intimate okay. sesh, though, right there. Right. You, you'd be at Kyle's house usually back then. That was also yeah. the squad for Morning Departure. What? Oh, interesting. What was Morning Departure? And 
It was like a British film. I maybe that's why we had you on there because it was British. I don't remember that one at all. Part of the Trapped yeah. Movie Month. Trapped on the bottom of the screen. You were also uh, together for the Forty Ninth Parallel. Okay, I do remember that one. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's it. This is back. This is when. This is when. Uh, yeah, certain co-hosts were making fewer appearances than normal. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say. Yeah, you know what? Don't take. Don't take <laughs> pot shots. <laughs> I'm they, not taking they a pot try shot. Their best. And anyways, they li- they listen now. So mm. I always listen, just to be clear. All right. All right. Well, take her away. That was very good. Th- thank you. That was that was great. I like what you got for us. I liked how high I I stood in a lot of teams. Uh, what I have is I look through the the Ruby Spears collection. So the Ruby Spears, uh, I, there's not. It's it's basically a countdown as well. But I'm gonna go quick because we're we're at we're at an hour at the moment. I believe. Um, You're doing great. Doing yes. good. Uh, but basically, they, 20, Ruby Spears, in conjunction with a bunch of different um, other companies, had 29 cartoon series. Um, this doesn't count things like TV movies they did. So they had 29. How many of those do you think I was able to confirm had a submarine episode? So Sorry, tw- out of 21? 25? 29. 29. 29 series? There's 29 series. Yes, yeah, some of them had as low as five episodes before getting canceled. I'm going okay. to say six series had a submarine in them. I'm going over that. I'm saying 11. And the answer was I was able to confirm 11. Precisely. Wow. Boom! Yeah. So they call me the ointment. Oh, topical. I'm right on top of it. That's so, those yes. twins. You got that. So by the way, this like symbiotic brain there. Yeah. To be to be clear, Rambo counts. So the first one was Rambo: The Freedom Force, Fire in the Sky, confirmed. I with my eyeballs, I saw the submarine in that that uh, episode. Uh, Previously, Jamie, I mentioned to you, Thundar the Barbarian. Ah, and that was good. That one actually, I think that could be a six on the scale in terms of rating because it looks actually like really interesting and potentially really well written yeah so thunder the barbarian uh contrary to what you would believe takes place in the future and in this in this dystopian world uh in the episode treasure of the mocks a sorceress of some kind uh finds old battleships and then they get stuck at one point in a submarine i confirm that with my eyeballs uh next one was yeah mega man they made a series for mega Uh man and they have an episode called Twenty Thousand Leaks Under the Sea," and I confirm oh. we have to do I, we have to do a whole we have to do a whole month on just Twenty Thousand Leagues yeah. uh, parodies. So <laughs> in that episode, well, so I, can, I, I would I would argue that they have a submersible because Doctor Robotnik comes down in his little submersible. Arguable that it, whether it's submarine or not, but it's definitely submersible, and I counted it. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yep. The next one is the Centurions, and I only hmm. confirmed for Battle Beneath the Ice. But the bad guys live in a submerged headquarters beneath the ice. So I believe that there are multiple episodes that will have submarines in that particular one. Perhaps every episode, question mark? Possible. Uh, they did a lot of like combination shows, a big half and half, where they'd do like 15-minute episodes, kind of like Garfield and Friends back in the day. Uh, so one of them was the Plastic Man comedy slash adventure show. Weird. And Wham Bam Beware of the Clam. Uh <laughs> had a little clam that swam around and appeared to be itself a submersible but i thought it was like an alien but at one point it comes out of like a larger clam and that's definitely a submersible and they are definitely like inside of it and it's like super weird 
but I, I, it is definitely a submarine episode. It is just very, very strange how it is all operating. Abstract. Yes, they are all underwater at different times, but the clam itself is somehow like in a submarine. It's very strange. Hmm. Yep. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Superman, nineteen eighty-eight. So they did they did one of the series, many series of Superman. In which case, this one has Wild Shark, which I confirmed indeed has. It's amazing. There's a giant shark submarine in which a submarine goes in, and that opens up, and a battleship comes out. So that it's like a triple layer in that one. It's actually quite hmm. that one's quite stunning. Uh, so that's Superman, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, Pac-Man has old Pac-Man and the sea. Oh my god! <laughs> and I confirmed indeed that there is a submarine and old Pac-Man in the sea. Uh, they had a super Saturday supercade with Frogger and Donkey Kong and stuff. And Frogger, funny enough, uh, had almost uh, there. There's people online frantically trying to find episodes of Frogger because almost all of them were lost. This wow. one, Hydrofoil and Go Seek, was marked as very poor quality on the web. So obviously I went and go checked it out. Hydrofoil and Go Seek almost immediately has a submarine in it. So there we go. Yeah, wow. Uh, we then have, oh, the classic three. These are the top, these are my top three. So they're, they were in a big order. Mr. T had the Cape Cod Caper. Oh my God. The Mr. T series. And that one indeed also, that has a submarine in it. Oh my God. Well, on. The Cape Cod Caper. Yeah, they go to a gymnastic meet on Cape Cod. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> are you How okay? are we not watching this? Is this like, okay, let's restart. Okay, everyone stop their recordings. We're going to be watching this, and we'll do that instead for the episode. Yep. Oh, shit. And then uh, uh, after that we have, oh, you've already mentioned the Chuck Norris Karate Commandos has Deadly Dolphin, which I did confirm has a submarine in it. So we can also go do Sorry. Chuck. So which one was it? Which one was it? Deadly Dolphin. And which, which show? Chuck Norris's Karate Commandos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I knew that one. And then finally, my favorite one, because I actually didn't think this was going to have a submarine, but I, I still clicked through the entire episode being like, well, there's not going to be a submarine in this one. It's Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Oh Cow oh, being yeah. C.O.W. Boys. They love their acronyms. Yes, because they are aliens that came down into Earth. They are, they are anthropomorphic cows, much like street sharks. And they're wandering around in the Wild West. And in Cow Pirates of Swampy Cove, somehow there are pirates on the high seas of Arizona. And they are they are torturing the poor town folk. So what do the uh, cowboys of Mumesa do? They build their wooden submarine to go into the river. And no joke, that I'm sitting there being like, is that a submarine? And then they let out the air from one of their things and sink down into the thing so they could like go around i'm sitting there like my god so 11 out of the 29 they have, somehow have submarine and this is just one at least this, yeah. this is just one of the many cartoon producers of the 70s and 80s yeah because i looked at deke aka dick production yeah. and <laughs> they had a whole bunch as well yeah so basically we will never stop watching look how are we doing this every week because we'll never run out like it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, it really feels just like we're going we're to be like in the 200s or something, really. It, it yeah. feels like it's just doing cartoons. Well, when, well we're on, when we're on the like fourth episode of this series and like the sixth episode of NCIS and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there were, there were five more as well, just to, just to clean it all up. There were five more that I thought were definitely going to have it. So Sky Surfer Strike Watch. I thought the Water Beast would probably have it, but I couldn't find it online. Um, wow. Uh, Laser Tag Academy had Redbeard's treasure, but I couldn't I couldn't see one in the actual episode. The Goddess of the Black mm. Pearl, at one point they scuttled their boat, and I'm like, 
please just say our boat is also a submarine and, and fly off. But no, instead they get on jet skis and they, they drive away. No, so it doesn't seem to count. Yet. No. And then their original Fang Face. So Fang Face is basically straight up a Scooby-Doo knockoff in which a person cre- turns into a a werewolf. And later on, they even have uh, Fang Face and Pups. And it, it has a Scrappy-Doo werewolf. It's unbelievable how much of a carbon copy it is. And they had a bunch of different episodes, including the Creep from the Deep but they only seem to go on cruise ships. They never seem to go into the submarines. And finally, they did five seasons of Alvin and the Chipmunks, and somehow never they managed to go on like four ski vacations, but they never go into a submarine. Pissed me off. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so in season eight of Alvin and the Chipmunks, they did have Daytona Jones and the Pearl of Wisdom, in which they do go into a submarine, but uh, Ruby Spears did not produce that season. That was a shit. It's interesting that it was season eight because that's also season eight of this podcast, Alvin yes. and Chipmunk Properties. Yes. <laughs> season eight. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. <laughs>